0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Liveline. Five one double five one is our text number. I see TG Carter put out a statement saying they they've got a great reaction to last night's uh, program on Chrysler. I just remind people because the program has now gone out, and that's the end of that. But the issue raised by the families on this program since Monday of the victims of the deceased uh, wasn't about the content of the program. It was about the timing of the program. None of them asked, just to be clear, in case any newspaper didn't get this, um, none of them asked for the program to be dumped, to be thrown in the bin, to be uh, forgotten about. They asked for it to be postponed um, for a period, given that the even the interim results of an investigation have not been have not been um, not been uh, released at this stage. So that 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 was the that was the demand of the fam- the request. Sorry, the request of the families, and they did write to T. G. Carr about this insensitivity they felt. And maybe we have an insensitivity in Ireland to people who are deceased. How many times have you been at a funeral mass where the name of the deceased? has been uh, misspelt or mispronounced or even uh, completely uh, exchanged for someone else's name um, or indeed a relative's. Um, but then the insensitivity by T.G. Cahar, whether they like it or not, um, and they they uh, went on yesterday about being a public service broadcaster, but the insensitivity was added, as I said yesterday, and I couldn't even read out the sentence. Uh, to, to Hugh Harper because I felt it was insensible. I read it out now because the the, the, the relative is not there. But like in a letter from T.G. Cahar, uh, which is a big, well-funded organisation, in a letter to uh, a relative of the deceased who had written saying, please postpone the programme, the timing is wrong. They actually had this, they left this sentence in, the programme shows the utmost respect for those who lost their livers. And no one even bothered to second check that that letter that was going to a grieving, grieving family of an awful, awful tragedy. That is the issue. The issue isn't the content of the... um, And let people judge that for themselves. And I'm sure it'll get good reviews. It might get mixed reviews. I'm sure T.G. Carr will say they've got an incredible reaction and they're... That they they, they uh, were, were all positive, but that is not the issue. The issue was the timing and the way people who are deceased uh, should be uh, treated by a public service organisation or indeed any uh, any organisation or any uh, institution, for that matter. Um, now, the second thing that uh, came in this morning, which is another jaw dropping, but on a completely different scale, but but uh, want to bring it to your attention to try and find out that anyone, because we'll be talking to the mother in a few minutes. She went in with her seven-year-old son, who has autism, uh, to a number of chemists. He wanted, she wanted a passport photograph and then went to a photographic uh, retail outlet, best way of describing it at this stage. She went to a photographic and said, you do passport photo? Of course we do. How much? Uh, uh, 30 quid. Okay, 30 quid for passport photos. Did the passport photos as normal. Everything went grand and quick and speedy. And then the person in the queue behind them said, I'm much of your passport photographs for my son. And he told them they uh, they would be 20 quid. And the mother inquired of the retailer, why are you charging uh, 50% more for my son than for every other child? And, and uh, she was told basically because he's autistic, because he has additional needs, which were not evident apparently in this. But anyway, is that fair for an organ, for a, for a retail outlet, taking a photograph to charge more for a child with additional needs, which I, I don't know if he, he didn't seem to cause a ruckus because um, the mother points out that it was all over in a few minutes, as opposed to uh, children who don't have each other's of additional needs, but is not on the... The, the spectrum, so to speak. Well, that's the other thing. Now, that brings me to our opening call because when the first time Nile, Nile Winters, 51551, by the way, is the text. Well, the first time Nile Winters contacted us was about his son who had severe additional needs. Nile, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. How are you? Good. Well, I, and I was so sorry to hear this because, um, unfortunately, it's the first time, t- time I heard about Thomas uh, this morning. But just remind people why you contacted us originally. Well, originally, well, the first time I ever contacted you, Joe, was was it was in relation to uh, 
issue uh, when, when they decided to cut the money for yeah. you know for people, and you took up the case, Joe, and ran with it. Uh, uh, I can't think of her name now. She was Labour. Okay. Uh, and uh, anyway, she she was determined to cut this money. Now, the point we made was some of these children didn't even live till 18. Yeah, because uh, I, Thomas had Duchenne muscular d- dystrophy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which a lot, of, a lot of young lads, and I've known them. I know them. Uh, don't even reach that age. Unfortunately, that's the kind of condition that it is. And then I got in contact with you. Then about. I was a school bus driver and we were forced into, well, I don't mean forced into town, but we were asked to fill our bus up while all the CIE bus drivers were allowed only put a tour down. Yeah, during COVID. And I was afraid yeah. of bringing home yeah. to COVID to Tom. Yeah. And then Tom, after that, subsequently got to COVID and uh, but he sailed through it like a trooper. Yeah. And then come last um, April, he... Yeah. Uh, you, you try then to get him, we to get him headpieces so that he could play his games, and oh, he'd yeah. lost the power of his fingers and everything. And people did come down, but it wasn't a success. Okay. And I want to thank you for that, Joe. I, we'll never forget you. But then, unfortunately, then last April uh, the fifth, he uh, went on his way. Yeah. Okay. He uh, he he'd a lovely dad. He'd a lovely passing. Mm. I was there with him. Thanks be to God. And his mammy was there and his older brother and sister. And uh, it was a relief to him, I think, to go because he 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 fought the brave. He didn't want to go now. Yeah, yeah. He, he fought the brave battle. Yeah. I just whispered he didn't lack the contrition in his ear and he was looking at me. Yeah. He went on his way. And he was only 25. Only 25. Yeah. And he was, he like he played for Ireland. He won four Irish caps. And he, yeah. He won a go. He won a bronze medal in the European Championships over in uh, Helsinki, and he done everything. He, okay. So just for a short life, he done everything. And you, you and your wife and your family, and I even a number of other children, did everything yeah. as well. Did everything, everything. Oh, we brought him to America. And we brought him everywhere. And he was he was he was an inspiration. To be honest with you, yeah. he he was a, he just a pure inspiration, and still is okay. to his to his nephews and nieces. Every time they pass the graveyard, now they hi Tom, you know. And we miss him shocking them. Yeah. But the point I really got okay. in contact with yeah. about uh, Joe was I seen Anne through all them years, then twenty five years. That's that's your and wife, Thomas. My mother, wife Anne, yeah. yeah. And I seen her, she never, ever, ever left his side. Yeah. Day, night, it didn't matter what time of the she was there at his side. She'd done everything, and I mean everything. And people realise, I know people do have uh, disabilities, but when Tom got to the stage, he couldn't lift his arms, he couldn't go to the toilet, he couldn't feed. Yeah. And she'd done it all on her own. Nobody there, with nobody come in. Um, now, I was there when I'd come in and I'd lift, I'd have to lift him, clean him, obviously clean him. And mm. when, you know, when he, he he was very annoyed over it at the time when he lost, he lost all control, you know. And God help him, and he was... You know, and she was there at side the whole time. Never left, for the 25, even when he went to hospital, Joe, she never left. She slept beside him in the hospital yes. rather than see, and she changed him in the hospital. And now the nurses were great, and they'd give her a hand, and, but they let her kind of uh, lead the way, you know. And she, she cried, and, she, which, and she'd done everything, and every minute she was with him. And then I seen when Tom went on his way, and she was 66 then, okay. Tom joined in April, and she was 66 in, in, in uh, July. Right. And she applied for, uh, I got the contributory pension the year before, yeah. and she applied for it. She told she wasn't entitled. That's the contributory one. We, we were kind of half expecting that, because we heard that. And then she applied for the non-contributory one, and she was refused that. And she was put onto yeah. my pension as a, as a, a dependent. Now, Joe, I've seen over 25 years doing work nobody mm-hmm. would do. And she's a dependent. They took away our medical card. And she had a heart attack. And, and she's now gone blind in one eye. And they took away a bloody medical card. They took away a free pass. They took away everything. 
they made her feel like if there's such a thing as a tour class citizen, that's what she is. She feels herself that she's not, she's useless. You know, what, what is she be, she's been doing is useless. When I know, Joe, because I watched her, I was there. Yeah. And I seen the passion and the love and the care that she put in. I know it was her son, but she could have called in, the, 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 you course, know, yeah, for helpers to yeah, come in, but yeah. she didn't. And Niall did did and get a hearing in social welfare. Did she sit down oh, in front we, of anybody or no? We to applied state her, her case. Okay, on paper again, yeah. Yeah, we applied for her and refused. Now, just the other day, Joe. Just another yeah. thing. The other day, Joe. Look, the thirty fourth of the first twenty three. Look, I am writing about a recent eligibility inquiry for treatment benefit, optical benefit. Submitted for you. We have now made a decision based on the information available. I am sorry to tell you your application has not been allowed as you do not have enough qualifying social students, PRSI contributions. Now, my God, Joe, where does it all stop? Yeah. Where does... I mean, she is a... She is a, she's an absolute wonder woman because she raised, raised seven ki- children and they're all out there working and paying stamps, Joe. And they're all there just, paying their just, taxes and stamps what, what, and she looks after Tom. Okay, what, what, what date is on that, lad? When was this refusal uh, The date that we have it, I have on that letter here, is the 31st of the 1st, 2023. Okay, because we have a statement in here from the department. Now, I wish... Um, Citizens' advice to volunteers were still available, but as you know, the, the, government, yeah. got, the government got rid of them after COVID. Uh, See, which, we used which, to use them, Joe. For I know, advice. and they're br- brilliant advice. I'm actually thinking we should yeah. have a few of them in some Friday and let them answer people's questions because they know they they were totally independent of the state. They weren't bound by the the um, official secrets act, and they gave. I I was in the company of one of them last week giving advice to a a, a person who came up to them. And it was absolutely incredible. But anyway, this is the. Um, this is a statement from the department. Well, the department cannot comment on individual cases. Uh, the current state pension system includes provision of 10 years of PRSI credits, 20 years of home caring periods, with a cap of 20 years combined. As part of, as part of the pension reforms announced by Minister Humphreys last September, enhanced state pension provision for people who have been caring for a family member who has a disability for over 20 years will be introduced from, wait for it, January 2024, next oh, January. Jesus. This will mean for the first time, by the way, it's an election June 24. This will mean yeah. for the first time people who have to give up over a long duration, i.e. over 20 years, to look after a loved one will be attributed with the equivalent of paid contribution for gaps in their contribution record arising from their time spent caring. This was announced in September 22, and it won't come in... Uh, to effect uh, for 16 months until 16 months later in January 24. And it sounds, it sounds to me that that's, that's a slam, that's straight, that's a straight uh, uh, entitlement for Anne once that, those changes are made. But why, why if they're announced in September 22, if they're announced, that means they were planned and they were considered and they were tested and uh, costed. Why are they not being introduced like when when they put up the price of whatever uh, uh, and things in the budget, they normally go up that night. But when they decided to change the state pension for carers, they said, "I oh, know they can wait another sixteen months." And by the way, none of us, none of us are getting any younger now. None of us. No. no um, well, that's that, well, that's, I, that's that's what they're saying. You'll have to wait. Yeah. Anne'll have to wait another year. What I mean, Joe. I mean, the, the, the damaging. Has been, I mean, the damage, I mean, is that she feels so low and she feels, you know, that all the years that she's put in caring and that, that it was, you know, that no one thinks that now, you know. They, they, and I, I see the way it affects her. I seen her crying the other day. Let me tell you something, Joe. I seen her crying the other day. Because yeah. the week after Tom died, she must have sent one of the girls down to collect, you know, whatever money's in the post yeah, office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her carer's money, that time. <laughs> And she, they must have paid her out uh, a week for Tom, you know, Tom's money, you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. You, you know the way you'd be uh, a week after you die? Yeah, yeah. And you, you, you wouldn't know if you were coming or going. Yeah, of course. And, uh, and you're and organising we everything. And, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. We were devastated. And next thing they write to her there about three or four weeks ago saying that she overdrew by a week or so. 
and that they want to demand an explanation as to why. And I just said to me, not to, I told her not to worry because it wouldn't matter. We just give them their money back. You know what I mean, Joe? And but it was just something that you'd overlook. We weren't even watching for that. Mm-hmm. But it was the way that they sent it out, and she felt like she was a criminal. And she says to me, "Oh no, she, I think I'm uh, I'm in trouble with the social welfare." And I go, "See, you're crying." Huh? I said, "What? What?" I said, "How would you be in trouble with the social welfare?" And she read this letter out to me. And I couldn't believe it. And I said, what in the name of God are they trying to do? Then they sent this letter. And imagine, by the way, Niall, because we, we had this before, but I think it was for as, as, as little as 78 cents or something. And we, we you try and compute the amount of uh, staff hours, uh, time, administration, postage, doing up letters, uh, computing. The amount of time spent looking for 60 or 70 quid back or maybe 100 quid yeah. back. Is, is would cost much, much more. Instead of saying, um, we note that Tom, God rest him, died uh, yeah. in April. We The thing was paid for a week extra. Um, and, but the, but these things happen. We we wish you well and deepest, deepest sympathy. Instead of saying, frightening the life out of people, the life yeah, that's left in them. Let me bring in Sheila Ward. Sheila Ward, 0818-715-815. Joe with RT.ie. Sheila, did you know that there was a big announcement in the budget? Uh, about the enhanced state pension for people who've been carers. But did you know that it's not coming in for another year? I did indeed, Joe. I've been on to Heather Humphreys um, at different times. I think I've written her about four letters, and I'm in the very same boat as that man. I looked after my daughter for 40 40 years, and she's cerebral palsy, and she's just recently gone into care. Okay. So um, it's a very same story. Um, uh, my husband had to retire at 40. He was a teacher. He retired at 46. To okay. help with my daughter, she needed full-time care. And you applied? Oh, indeed I did. And Ellen Coyne did an article. It, she did an article in the, in the Irish Independent. Great, about, yes. Great journals. So, in the end, yeah. yeah. So I've yeah. had nothing since last August. My daughter went in last May, and I got 12 weeks further carer's allowance. And after that period, it stopped. So I'm on the And have they, have they said to you, on the one hand, they're, they're not, not the civil service, that's not their job, but they are uh, highlighting the point that it was changed in the budget in, uh, last year, um, and that's great, but that it won't come into effect until next year. It was oh, changed yeah. in 22, it won't come in until 24. Yes, exactly. And no back pay or anything. And Heather Humphreys is totally aware of this. You know, I've written your not before I went, my daughter went into care to, to, so that I'd be ready with the pension. But I'm getting absolutely nothing to next January. And did they say why? No. Did they say if we gave carers uh, the pension uh, after... By the way, it's a modest pension. If we gave par- carers the modest pension after we announced it, which would seem so logical, instead of yeah. two nearly... Well, t- two years later um, on the, on the, the, the calendar... Did they say that would bankrupt the country? No, no. I, I mean, I think it's absolutely outrageous. And it's a 24-7 job, as that man... Of course it is. is. I never, t- my daughter was in hospital on four or five occasions, and I yeah. was the very same. I lay on a bed by a little camp bed beside her bed. I never left her side. She oh needed total 24-hour oh care, you know? And it's 24... Remember, Sheila, you don't need remembering. Just a rem- remind listeners. When Sheila says, and, and Niall says 24-7, it's 24-7, 365. There's Absolutely. no bank holidays, no holidays. You're still the same on yeah. Christmas Day or feast days or any other days. It's 24-7, uh, 365 ongoing. Um, I, I, have you got in in the, rep- in the? I presume you've got some replies, Sheila. Have you got oh, any? I have about four, but they're all the very same and telling me next January. Yeah, what's another yeah. year? The Johnny, the Johnny Logan excuse. What's another yeah. year? Dead right, dead right. But, okay, but so Joe, you're not you're not in you're not in this boat on your own, Niall. I, yeah, but Joe, did you see that? She, I think she was lauding herself for saving five billion in social welfare payments. Here, did you here. see that? I think. And she, no, and, well, no, she's well, great. Well, they're entitled to do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know they're entitled yeah. to do that, Joe. But I mean, if that's the way they're doing it, by not paying yeah. someone for another few years. Well, I just love to hear an explanation from the department. If they did, they announced it in September 22, and if they did introduce it in January 23, which seems logical, how much would it cost for a year that has stopped them? 
that has made him postpone it for 12 months, not 12 months, 15 months. Um, Danny, Danny Tiernan, Danny. Yes, Joe, how are you? Good, what's your situation, Danny? Well, uh, I'm, a, I'm a conservatory pensioner, and okay. I, get, I get less, uh, now I did have a few gaps, but I get less than a person that never worked, and I never made a contribution to the state. And I find that the, the government in, in themselves don't 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 um, don't don't uh, do what they say they're going to do. Like, uh, tell tell us the pension. Well, well, what, as simply as possible, what is the argument that they that that supports the, your contention that you get less than somebody who wore somebody well, who didn't work? Well, the the, the, um, uh, the, the, the so-called Labour Party, John Bruton and Brendan Howland, when they were in government in coalition government. They took the four streams of contributory pension, divided them into six, yeah. and took thirty euro a week off them. A, an average of thirty euro. Okay. A thirty euro a week. Now we come around to the budget. In in twenty nineteen, the budget the minister promised five euro across the board to all welfare recipients. Now all means everyone, everything without exception. But everybody didn't get five euro. Well, what, what did you get? Don't, I got how, three euro. How can they reduce five? How did the max was five euro? You say everyone didn't get the max of the five euro, the fiver. Yeah. yeah. And how did they? How did they work? How did they manage to knock you down from a fiver increase to a three euro increase? Well, I got I got onto social welfare in relation to it. First of all, I got onto a lot my local TD, and 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 the uh, I look refused to allow the question be asked. Uh, then I got on to social welfare and they told me that contributory pensioners don't get the full amount. And I, my argument was, but that's not the point. The point is, the minister yeah. said, for all welfare recipients, and all means everyone, everything without exception. So everybody should just got the five euro. So eventually, anyway, the last letter I got from them, I was so pissed off, I didn't carry on writing to them. I was told, the person that, that sent me the email said, I am not responsible for what other people say. Okay. So at that I gave up because nobody would answer the question. Mm-hmm. Nobody would take it on in the house, and and the minister himself. Uh, and uh, I wrote to all the leaders, including Leo Varadkar. He told I met Leo Varadkar in Upper Collins's barracks at a ceremony, and yeah. he told me he didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah, but well, in fairness, then he can't be uh, any oh, yeah, any yeah. politician. <laughs> he can't, uh, but anyway, um, I know that. But, but I'm just making the point, Joe, that they, they took money off the people that were making a contribution to the state yeah. and decreased their pension. And they stopped people from getting the pension. Like that man and his, that was talking about his wife there a few minutes ago. I would feel that if she wasn't employed, she'd be entitled to a non-conservative pension. So she might have been better off. Yeah. What, yeah. What, now, what age, what age was Anne when she started working, as they say? in Fourteen. Oh, God. She, she, when she left school at 14, went into a place called Torque and Trim. Okay. And she worked there until we, we, we got married in 77. So uh, she was, uh, tw- uh, that was eight, eight years after she went to work. She, uh, she was paying stamps for that eight years. Yeah. And then she got married and then we had the kids and uh, the children and she looked after every one of them. Okay, no, okay. Stay, yeah. stay with us, Niall, Sheila, uh, and Danny. Joe at RT.ie, 51551 text. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. I, I, I'm just to, to LA, um, a lot of people are getting in touch. I don't know if it's nothing to do with the day that's in it with Brenda, Centenary, Brenda Meehan's death. But they say there's a festival coming up on St. Patrick's weekend, supported by the St. Patrick's Festival, they say, and it's called Meow Flower, a phrase Brennan Bean used to use, Meow Flower. And it's on in the former fruit market in, near Smithfield in Dublin. But it's the, it's the admission prices. I think it's a, an emporium of drinking places and restaurants or whatever. But you'd pay admission as well, obviously, you pay for your drink and your food or whatever. But the admissions um, is the calls we're getting about. Uh, getting they, Somebody pointed out that to go on St. Patrick's Day for two people to go into this venue, the former fruit market and, and, and vegetable market in Dublin, to go into this venue and to get access to a snug. 
And if you want to see a great interview with Brendan Bean, it's on YouTube, and he's interviewed in the Snog in the Gravediggers pub in Glasnevin. But anyway, the Snog. If you want to get access to a Snog in the fruit and vegetable market, the combined cost of the tickets before you spend a penny on drink will be something like 120 quid. Uh, child, if you want to bring your child with you, God forbid, uh, if your child is aged between 3 and 12, that's a fiver. Plus, plus booking fee. So anyway, I don't know anything about it. If anyone knows anything about Meowflower, the uh, 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 an event organised, it says they support it by, they have underneath, on their logo, they have St. Patrick's uh, Festival. I don't know whether they've anything to do with it or not, because at least it isn't exp- as expensive. Yeah, St. Patrick's Festival's under uh, the logo. At least it's not as expensive as the seats. Uh, opposite the GPO, by the way, which are all gone at 250 quid to watch the... The parade, but back to uh, Brendan McCoe. The whole issue of uh, pensions and who's entitled or not. Your point, please, Brendan. All right. Um, well, I'm only getting now a hundred euros a week as a pension, and I have all the there. I have all the stamps in. Uh, the PRSI was all paid, and uh, they cancelled some of my PRSI for some reason. I don't yeah. know what. But they cancelled them so they would leave me that I wasn't eligible for a contributory pension. Mm. Now, this is then the Kenny's government. Yeah, that's a while but, ago now. Uh, okay. And uh, yeah, uh, but, I'm, I keep coming back to this. who, Brendan, who do you go to looking for independent advice on your entitlements? Well, well look, you can go to TDs, but they're not worth, you know. Just well, they might be run after fees, right? Well. well, did you yeah. ever? Did you ever? Don't say that. But did you ever? Niall, as Niall said, he went. He used to go to citizens' advice, but now the volunteers have been dumped unceremoniously, yeah. and nobody seems to be bothered about that. The, the expertise that was there, the incredible expertise. Would you go to citizens' information? But they're gone. They're closed up in Mullingar. Okay. Now this, you see, and when we put this to them, they denied they're closed up. Uh, believe it or yeah. not, but you're telling me they are closed up. Well, there's no advice here today. That's all I got. Several times I went in. Okay. Now, another thing is, as well, my wife got cancer. Okay. Right. And she had it for three years. Mm-hmm. Chemotherapy, the whole lot. Right. Yeah. And we applied. Now, the doctors even in Tullamore, the oncology doctor in Tullamore, could not understand why yeah. we weren't entitled to a medical card. For her. Now, um, that was okay. We completed forms. They lost forms on us. We kept writing back to them. That went on for two and a half years. So we give up the ghost and the wind up. In August, uh, I'd say August 2011. Now, uh, December the 20th, she'd passed away. And would you believe the first letter we got in the 4th of January after the Christmas, a medical card in it. Yeah. That was, was a bit late, to say the least. A Jeez, bit late, right. Good God. Now you tell me that and they're you, not... And it sounds like, Brandon, you did all, you, yourself and your family did all you could to raise the issue. Oh, yes. I don't know how many uh, application forms we filled in and they've yeah. lost them and they couldn't no trace of them and we'd fill another one out and send it off and this was going on. I'll tell you, there's uh, there's 29 McCoys here in this area okay. and there's not one of them will ever vote for Fine Gael again. Okay, okay. Never. Okay, okay. Not in the month of Sundays. All my family relations to all that. Okay. But I'm especially interested in, in, in trying to get to the to the bottom of the information. Say there, Brandon. Maureen Hayes is in Westmead. Maureen, your point, please. Hi, Hi Joe. Joe, I'm a single person, right? Yeah. And I was a civil servant. I don't get household benefits. I don't get television licence free or free fuel allowance. And I live amongst people the same age as me that have two pensions and they get it because they live alone. But um, I didn't know at 18 years of age, you know, I was just given a stamp to pay and that was it. Yeah. I had no choice, you know, and now you see choices for everybody. But the Department of Social Welfare, they don't want to know. And like that man 
from Mullingar, where I'm in Mullingar as well, yeah. the TDs don't want to know, and I wouldn't vote for the TDs here Okay, we won't, yeah, but let's not go down that road. Let's try and find out. Yeah, but you're fa- no, I know, I, 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 I know, but we have to try and find out why people, why there's so much anger looking at the screen here, especially from people who are uh, carers or looking for benefit or help for carers. But Maureen, yeah. why, why are you completely, you say you, you applied for disability allowance, you, got, you didn't get that. I apply for disability allowance. I have arthritis and I'm an asthmatic person as well. Okay. And um, they just, like, Joe, I work at 10 o'clock at night. I worked, I worked, had to, we start maybe at 10 o'clock in the morning. We'd have two hours break during the day back again. I worked away from home and I had a family to be with. And what Christmas days when we didn't have, I didn't learn how to drive till I was 40. When I, okay. when, you know, my father was dead before I had learned how to drive. You know, so... It, we lost out in a lot, lot, and it's not fair that uh, people like me are discriminated. And we're a minority. And what was you the know? argument, Maureen, that you were paying a reduced stamp or something, sir? Well, I was a civil servant. I worked yeah. for Aircom. It started off in the PNC on the 3rd of September, 1973. Okay. And I retired then when they got rid of when, well, offered those redundancy, so I left, along with others. But, you know, there's loads of people married and all that, but they don't take into consideration that you took very, very little from... You know, okay, we got our pension, with pension yeah. all, but when it comes to, you know, you see other people that have two pensions getting their their um, household benefits, and yeah. you and and this this old thing of of um, re- rejection again. So I had the same birthday as Leo Varadkar, and I gathered up all my bits and pieces, and I sent them. I said it's my birthday too today, and I showed them all the things that I was that yeah. I was hit me during my years, and his secretary said to me. That, we send that on to Heather Humphreys. So she's no good to me. And she's no good to that man um, before me. You mm. know, and this whole thing of sending a letter, uh, noted and all, but that's, that's not fair, Joe. It's not fair to, you know. And did you, no expect, have you ever no used citizens, have you ever used, or had uh, reason to use yeah, citizens' information? Advice, but yeah. you, they can only tell you what, what okay. the TDs give them. And where's the civil servants? They're the people that are. We don't see these civil servants. We don't know who they are. And you go to the, the you know, yeah. like the TDs know exactly how I feel about it because I have told them. Okay. You know? Okay, Claire Tracy is there as well. She's an awfully. Claire, your point, please. Hi, how are you? I'm just ringing, yeah, about basically. I think there's a big issue here that carers allowing is means tested in this country that we're providing care for a family member, it's means yeah, tested. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's totally wrong because basically you are providing 24-7 care. Yeah, it should be a set, based set figure, yeah. On basically if you've had savings or that from the past or whatever before you became a carer or, you know, during the time that you're a carer. Like yeah. it's constitutionally wrong that we're not looking after people who are looking after people. Okay. In, who need care, full time care? And who, like, are, you, who are you caring for, would, Claire? Um, my son, oh, okay. and I couldn't get a childminder for him because of his condition. Nobody oh, okay. takes him on. Understand that, yeah. So it's twenty four seven care with him. It's palliative care. So I am looking after him at home at the moment, but I get no support. I went in carers' benefit for two years, and I'd ask the question of the state: What is the difference between carers' benefit and carers' allowance? We're still providing the same job. We're still doing the same work. But under carers' benefit, they'll allow a net payment to somebody from their stamps. But you're doing the same job as a care in, and you're not entitled to it. It's means tested, the carers allowed. It seems to be a very unfair system yeah. in this country. Yeah. Okay, okay. Points uh, so well made. Thanks indeed, Maureen. Uh, Claire, Niall, again, condolences on the passing of young, yeah. young Thomas. God rest thank, him. God thank rest you him. very much, Joe. Can I just say from the, from the all the widows family, for all you've done for Joe. Well, it was all you Tom. did. It was all you did. No, no, I, Joe, it, it wouldn't have been done. Only you t- yeah. took up the baton and ran with it. Okay. I can okay. honestly tell you, my own, from the bottom of our heart, Thank okay, you very so that's, much, that's Joe. That's very, very kind, and I'm privileged. I'm privileged. No, thank I'm you. Privileged. Thank you, Joe. As you, you were, were to have Thomas, and Thomas was to have you as well. Uh, yeah. Okay, Niall, thanks, Need thank and, and kind God bless you. Take care yeah, of you, Joe. God bless you, Anne. Anne. Joe at RT.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815.
Oh, at rt.ie. By the way, Funny Friday is on. It's a very short month of February. Funny Friday is on the wonderful D Hotel in Drogheda. D Hotel uh, in Drogheda. Friday the 24th of February. All the usual gang plus special guests. A very special guest, actually. That's the D Hotel in Drogheda on Friday 24th of February. Admission free. Now, Michelle Loons. Michelle, good afternoon. I'm good. Yourself? Good, thanks. Good. Tell us what happened. Um, basically, was was um, it was bank holiday Monday. Okay. I was bringing my son to get passport photographs done. Yeah. And I went around a couple of chemists, and the chemists didn't do them. So I came back to the house, and to I um, there was a local Photoshop around. Mm-hmm. So I sent them a message to see did they do passport photos, and he said they did. So I got my son into the car, brought him down. I went in. Um, my son has additional needs. Okay. So I said to the photographer um, that I need to get passport photographs. And yeah. I said, just to let you know, he's autistic. And the fella said to me, it'd be 30 euro because they take longer. So I took it in my own heart that it was kids in general because kids can be hard getting photographs taken. Okay. Any child. Yeah, yeah, well, So yeah. he got his photograph taken. Huh. And it, was, it wasn't long, a couple of minutes. And another couple came in with their child, and mm-hmm. they asked for passport photographs, and they were told twenty euro. Okay. So I asked, why was he discriminating between? Well done, well done. One child to another child, yeah. and he said because he's additional needs. And I said that's that's wrong. And I said you can't discriminate. Yeah. And so he yeah, was you're dead right. Now. You're dead right. Yeah. And what did this? Isn't under the equality. Uh, status act on the ground you cannot be discriminated on the ground uh, discriminated against on the grounds of disability so if it's if it's 20 for a child it's 20 for every child child yes that's what i would have thought yes. unless so unless they tried to tell you we had to bring him into a special room which we had constructed which has low lighting and we have to use a, an extra special camera but there was nothing like that was there no it was just same spot the, same place exactly yeah yeah. And, and I way, was in and out in no time. Like, I was yeah. only in there for about 10 minutes. And who who introduced... Did he say, you told me your child has autism or I spotted it or... No, I t- when I went in, I said, um, I want to get passport photographs. And he said, just to let you know my child has autism. And yeah. he said, that's fine. And he yeah. said, it's 30 euro because they take longer but I actually thought he meant kids take longer I didn't think he'd discriminate between an autistic child yeah yeah well does it does a barber's charge have you ever been discriminated like this before no no I actually have a barber's that I go to yeah and the haircut was no problem and in the last year I don't know what's happened with my son the haircut is becoming a problem but the barber has never discriminated against and he's always like facilitated them, yeah, yeah. taking they're time. Brilliant. They're brilliant. Even sometimes came to my house. Yeah, oh wow. Yeah. And never charge extra. And I've seen, I've seen footage of a barber lying on a floor with the, with a child cutting his hair. Exactly. Because that's yeah. the, they 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 do everything, but they don't charge extra. No, never. So what what was the upshot, Michelle? The upshot, I had to give him an extra 20... I had to give him 25 euros to get a photograph fixed. And what? He, he said, I'll meet you halfway. He said, give me 25. So I just gave to my... I'm not yeah, that one to kind of stand there. Um, oh, God. And was your son a witness to this? Yes. Yeah. He was, yeah. But he wouldn't... Like, he, like he, to Ryan, he wouldn't know. Do you know what I mean? Well, I just think we'd have, we'd have to get onto the the shop involved and and ask them uh, do do they think they're breaking the Equal Status Act by charging yeah. uh, young people with a difference uh, yeah. more for the exact same service? Because yeah. I said to him this discrimination, and he said he didn't make the rules up. And then I sent a message later on. Well, who makes up these rules? Yeah, and he couldn't answer that question. And he, did they offer? A, just just so we're clear, when we did yeah. he did he offer any other explanation? Did he say we had a child in yesterday and he did the extra tenor? I'm I just stop me now. I'm, I'm scratching here now. The extra tenor is because we had a child in once and he went berserk and broke the cabinet and we have to get extra insurance. Did he 
No, just, he never no, said no. anything at all. He just said that's that's the way it is because that's the way it is. Yeah, because he, yeah. he basically said they, they they take longer, and I said, but he only took a couple of minutes. Yeah. I was literally in and out within ten minutes, even that. But say a child came in. Every child is different. But I say yeah. a child came in who didn't like being photographed. Yeah. Or kept kept smiling and the the, the uh, photographer you don't want to smile in your in your passport photo. So that exactly. could happen. That could happen yeah. anybody. Yeah. Okay, and I, and uh, I, and you know, I was going to say the issue isn't the money, but the issue is the money as well. But the issue is the difference. Why is a child would uh, autism charge 50% more than another yeah, child. Exactly. That's the question. It's not the money, to tell you the truth. I, know, I don't yeah. mind. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, like if the barber, like, in that, I, would, I, would give, I would give extra sometimes a tip. Like, that would never yeah. bother me. And I do like a lot of stuff, like I do horse riding with my child and all stuff like that. So I do like a lot of stuff. So money kind of wouldn't bother me in that sense. It's more discrimination with them. Has yeah. that, that like this ever happened before? No, it's my first time ever coming across it. Okay, and you have enough. Like, uh, to, you have enough to be doing. Yeah, they said he goes horse riding. They all treat him Brilliant. the same. He's Brilliant. charged the same. Everything. Do you know what I mean? Never an issue. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll go back on to them, and and uh, my understanding is that that they breached the. Um, well, we'll ask them. Did they think they breached the Equality Status Act by charging two children uh, different prices for the same service? Services, yeah. Okay. And how do you manage God? And managing generally is 24-7. And well, I know we all love our children. And, but um, you've never, you've never uh, endured anything like this before where there's a difference no. in price. No. Okay. No. Okay. And not even, not even that to be discriminated, that, that they like to make it obvious, you know what I mean, as well. Like okay. They okay. stated that he's charging extra because he's got additional needs. Well, hopefully the shop involved because we would have phoned the mayor. Hope the shop yeah. involved know what the know what the issue raised, and hopefully they'll have uh, addressed it by it now. And if they if they have, will you please let us know? Okay. Good evening, really Michael. Good Michelle. That's Michelle Thanks Lowndes. Thanks, Michelle. Joe at RT. Daddy five one double five one text. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Joe Duffy. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. That shopper listening who um, charged the the family with the child who has autism an extra 50% for the service, I'll just read this out for their benefit. The Equal Status Act of 2015 uh, prohibit discrimination to provision of goods and services, to provision of accommodation, access to education, on any of the nine grounds set out below. The first ground, by the way, is disability, okay? The acts, the acts outlaw discrimination in all services that are generally available to the public, whether provided by the state or the private sector. These include facilities for refreshment, entertainment, banking, insurance, grants, credit facilities, transport, and travel services. That's strikes me as a passport. Discrimination in the disposal of premises, provision of accommodation, admission to, access to, conditions of participation in education courses or establishments are also prohibited with some exemptions. Disability is one of the grounds, and that is they, they have breached the Equal Status Act. There's no ifs, there's no ifs or buts. Um, um, Gary Vaughan, uh, Gary in Galway, your point please, Gary, you're listening, you're listening to, the, to Michelle's story. Yeah, hi Joe. Um, yeah. I just couldn't believe it, um, and I was very interested to know. Actually, um, seeing as the lady said another child arrived in after her, um, yeah, how long that other child? Well, that's took. how she. That's how she spotted it. She wouldn't have known. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's crazy, and I mean, even even to think that four passport photos can be, can cost you twenty euros or even thirty in yeah. that lady's. Um, uh, What's going on? Like those machines in in shopping centres used to do them for a fiver not that long ago. That's right. They gone. Well, memory serves me right. Those machines were great fun. Are they all gone? I wonder those. I think I think so. they're few and far between now, but yeah. Well, uh, I hope you get to the bottom of it anyway. And okay. It's well, 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 we'll name the shop by the end of the program if they don't if they don't talk to us because it's, it's the shop. By the way, have accepted that they do charge extra. Wow. So, so we we name them by the end of the program if you have to. Okay, Gary, go to me, Margaret. Patrick O'Brien, back to uh, go to Margaret. Uh, Patrick O'Brien, back to um, issues with pensions. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I just rang up to add this one into the mix, Joe. Okay, uh, our son uh, 
was when he was six, he was diagnosed with Asperger's. Okay. And uh, he had learning difficulties and behaviour difficulties. And he also had uh, lots of medical care. So we reached a decision that his mother would uh, cut her work from uh, five days a week to four days okay. a week. Okay. So she didn't work every Friday. So nice. any arrangements we could make to schedule appointments, etc., there was a clear day when it could be done. Uh, she lost her wages. We applied for domiciliary care allowance. That was refused. And there was no appeal, effectively, against the refusal. As far as I could determine, we met all the criteria. In actual fact, it's applied to the child. He met all the criteria. And now his mother um, is retiring this year. So her pension, her contributory pension from work, is much reduced by having had 20 years working four days a week instead of five days a week. Mm. So it has literally cost us thousands. You know, 20 years of uh, four-day week working and the reduced pension on account of the reduced contributions paid into the pension fund. And there was no effective appeal against it. Well, that's a question. I I don't know the ins and outs of these cases. They're very complicated. But is there any appeal? Well, they're not that complicated. No, but I was going to ask you, can you not simply appeal it? No. uh, I did complain to the ombudsman. Okay. I appealed it, and the appeal was heard by the person who made the decision. (laughs) So that one wasn't going to come up anyway. That's not an appeal. It's not an appeal, no. And I accused her. I said... As far as I'm concerned, you made this as a financial decision and she got indignant, mm. right? And then when I complained to the ombudsman, their response was that because it was a professional uh, decision by a, a qualified mm. person, they had no way of contradicting it. So it wasn't an appeal. It wasn't an appeal you were granted, Patrick. You were pleading with her. An appeal, yeah, well, an appeal, an appeal goes to... I wouldn't to lower an, myself to please. I know, I but, it, it, but, but it, an appeal goes to an independent third party. Exactly, yeah, yes, it yeah. should. I, I okay. did have the satisfaction of meeting her at a social occasion a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, God, okay. And uh, um, it was the local Lions Club mm. dinner dance, and the person at the host at the table said, do you know Dr. So-and-so? I just said, I do, unfortunately. <laughs> Okay. That was the only satisfaction okay. I got from the whole. And how does that but the point about it is that his mother, it's his mother who's paying for it. Yeah. And his mother, because she gave up her work to meet all his medical appointments and throughout his years. Because yeah, well, the there was no other yeah. way of, of, of doing it because okay. there, there were so many and you couldn't afford the erratic nature of them. So you had to have some kind of an organisation. Patrick, and have you ever used Citizens Information Bureau? Have you ever had I have, yeah. yes. And how did you find on them? On several occasions, and I found them absolutely brilliant. Yeah, well, you know they've been decimated by... Yes, because... The volunteers uh, have been dumped. My, uh, as I said, uh, Maeve um, is retiring this year, and she is entitled to a pension from the UK Yeah. Okay. Uh, for the time we spent over there. And uh, she went to the citizens' information here because she couldn't get any okay. satisfaction from the things. Interestingly enough, uh, they have no citizens' information bureaus in the north of Ireland in any of the um, areas west of the ban. Okay. They're all east of the ban. And, why and is they that? wouldn't give us an appointment. Okay. So we went to the one here. The woman took all the details and then... One week later, after she said she'd follow up, they dropped the bombshell of uh, abolishing them. And that's, that, that's gone under the radar as well. Okay, Patrick, good evening, Patrick, Patrick O'Brien. Uh, sorry, yeah, Patrick, sorry. There with similar uh, tales about state benefits. Some people just seem to have taken it on themselves to refuse everything, as if it was their money. Yeah. And then they'll say, they'll say, we're, well, the, the system says no. Um, that's yep. what they fall back at. Okay, Patrick, well, good evening, Mark. Pas- okay, no Pat- thanks, thanks again, Patrick. From Patrick to Pascal, Pascal Spellman and Galway, the treatment of of uh, children who are different. Uh, a good a good news story. Yeah, Patrick. yeah. Um, I was 
I had uh, two grandkids with autism uh, mm-hmm. with me last weekend, and I went to Leisureland, the swimming pool in Galway. And I, I know my daughter says, if you have the care, the care goes free, but I had no care with me saying that, like, you know. So I asked at the desk, and uh, the girl said, well, you're supposed to have a card, but the, the, I said the manager was kind of behind six and a few oh, okay. things, and yeah. he, he kind of gave, gave a sign to her saying, listen, that's okay. Good. You know? And it's just that some people don't have the understanding mm-hmm. of autism, you know? I mean, I didn't, went before my grandkids had it, you, you, you wouldn't know, you know? But now, you know, a lot of people that have it, like, you can see it in them, like, you know? So, and they were very, very good to you in, in Leisureland. Well, they were, they were very good, I have to say that. Yeah. Now, you, you will find it in some places if you phone up and you will get a reduction, you know, you can ask them. And there's a lot of places around the country that you, you can phone up, you know, if the kids are going somewhere. It's some, a lot of them are very understanding, like, you know. Yeah, great, great. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, given that we're talking about carers allowance. Yeah. Did you get it? Well, no, I, I I used to be a carer back in uh, 2019 for an elderly man. Okay. And he went into a home, but I, I was on job seekers before that. And then I went on to carers. And you know the way you get the Christmas bonus. And there's qualifications for the Christmas bonus of 300 and so many days. And well, when I came from the carers back on the job seekers allowance, they took it off me, you know, yeah. which is kind of stupid. I mean, it works one way, but it doesn't work the okay. other way, you know. You know, they say okay. that you have to have 300 and something days qualification, but they're all social welfare payments. And but, but some social welfare payments you get a Christmas bonus, as we discovered. Others you don't. Did you know that? Yeah, but you, you, you do get it with the carers and you do get it with um, uh, job seekers. Okay. You know, so, I mean, there should have been no discrimination on, you know, because I, I went one time about something about... Um, the thing, and she told me that carers was a social welfare payment, you know, okay. that it wasn't kind of, you're not treated as a worker, you know, yeah. which is, again, is another bit of discrimination because they are taking a lot of pressure off the hospitals of and the government, and, you know. And you talk to me about, well, you, you carers not regarded as work, mother of God. Well, that, that's what she told me. She says she, it's, it's a social welfare payment, she says. It's not, you know, and this was probably old school because the person there I was dealing with was probably off the old school. But, I mean, I don't know if the if the newer people in there would look at it the same way, like, you know. And that's what I find about delays, about, you know, going about. Now, I went about that again over two or three times, and they said they were looking into it. Never heard a word back out of it. Okay, okay. Pascal, you know. thanks indeed, and well, well yes, done, and well, well done to Leisureland. Uh, Bridget Forrestal, Bridget, an unusual one. When did you discover this? Was it over the bank holiday? Hello, Joe. St. Bridget. <laughs> That's me. So over the last few days, and particularly the last week, okay. there's been a lot of talk St. Bridget, and um, I discovered uh, that St. Bridget, while she is buried in Downpatrick, her head, her skull is buried in Lisbon. Her head is in Lisbon. Which doesn't, it sort of sits, doesn't sit so well, does it? And I want you to help you get it back. It's it's 2025, it'll be 115 years since her death. And um, it's in Luminar, near Lisbon. Luminar. And And how how did her her body is in Downpatrick and her head is in Lisbon? (laughs) That's right. How did that happen? Apparently it was brought by three Irish knights uh, during the Crusades and uh, it was buried there and it's revered there. Oh, it's revered, is it? Yeah. But is there In the not... Church of John the Baptist. But I remember something about St. There's a, a lovely church in Kilester in North There Dublin. is indeed. And, and in what's, in, what's in there, Bilant? What's, what's... There's a piece of her there as well, actually. A piece oh, of her it? skull oh, was God. brought to Kilester in 1929. And my question to you, Joe, if you can help solve this, is why at this point would it not be great to get her back to Ireland fully complete? So do you want to put the whole body back together again? I think it would be lovely. I mean, it's shocking, I think, to have her beheaded and decapitated and part for somewhere else. Mm. Well, is there anyone Irish living near? Luminar apparently is a suburb of Lisbon. Yeah, it's a northern suburb. Have you been to it? No, I haven't. 
didn't realise, actually. Yeah. Well, give it that half of Ireland is in Portugal at any one time. Okay, go to Luminar and go visit it. Yeah, well, you have a look for YouTube. us. Will someone go to Luminar? So if anyone can help me, it can be Joe Duffy. And if Joe and the nation can put some petition together. But Bridget, why... Why... Why would you worship the, the the dismembered body of somebody? I suppose there's relics of of relics, our saints okay. everywhere, you know, our parts. Yeah, I know that. I know that. I know so that, yeah. why it went in the first place, we don't know. Uh, but there is a plaque on the wall in Luminar okay. to these knights and to what they did and what they brought the skull of Saint Bridget. So it's bona fide. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, that's a very, it's a very unusual. A very unusual. <laughs> it changed, it's a change from pensions and everything, Joe. But yeah. there you go. That's my wish, and I wanted to air it. And maybe someone can come back to us and. Okay. But I just, I just it. wonder when you say the knights on a crusade, they brought the head, Saint Bridget's head, with them. Mm. Mm-hmm. Would they get a reward or a dispensation or a welcome for doing that? Do you follow well, me? Ca- yeah, I do. Yeah, the King of Portugal at the time wanted it to be in a convent, and they, there was some disagreement. And apparently, it, it ends up in the ch- the Church of Saint John the Baptist instead of a convent. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah. And because oh. I'm Bridget, my mother was Bridget Saint Bridget's the whole bank holiday thing. Yeah, is of course. Probably all yeah. highlighted. Yeah, yeah. And uh, can we continue to highlight that and maybe have okay. her fully? So I'm asking anyone in Portugal in, in Lisbon. <laughs> Yeah. It's not. It's not too far from the airport, apparently. Luminar. No, no it's on. It's on that side of town right now. Yeah, and you reckon it's in a church there? It's in the Saint John the Baptist Church. Oh, so, so well done, well done, Saint John the Baptist. Well, that could be easy found on your your phone. Saint John the Baptist Church, Luminar. We want. Yeah. We want our head back. We want our head back. So thanks, Joe. I look forward to meeting you with the head in the skull, and we all get repatriated back to Down Patrick. Okay. <laughs> oh, you'll get ahead in life anyway, Bridget. Really would. You have a great head in your shoulders. Thank God you have, because St. Bridget hasn't. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Thanks a lot. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Joe Duffy. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Say there's a path being beaten from the Gravedigger's pub in Glasnevin this afternoon in that side gate uh, of the cemetery, about 500 yards straight up. On your left is the uh, grave of Brendan Behan. And he was born 100 years ago today. And invariably, every time I walk past it, which I do a lot, you will find uh, an unopened large bottle of stout. Um, And I'm sure the place, there'll be crates of it there today, crates of it there today. Um, Michael, your memory of Brendan Behan. Yes, Joe. Uh, my memory goes back to about the year 1949-1950. Okay. Uh, my father was driving one day from Lockray out to a small village called Kilalikil. There were very few cars on the road at that time. Okay. And this man was hitching along, not very far out from the village. So my father pulled up, uh, uh, took him on board. He had an old kind of a batter typewriter in his hand. And we proceeded to our pub in Kilrekel, Broderick Spar, if you ever heard of it. It was on the main Dublin Galway Road at that stage. Okay. So um, he took him in. He, uh, the man didn't have a penny, so my father stood him a pint and he went on his way. So then uh, down, you know, after a few years, my dad was very much a media man. And he began to say to himself, he was looking at the papers and listening to the radio and so on and so forth. And he says... Did that, is that by any chance the man that I gave the lift to, you know, uh, maybe six mm-hmm. or seven years ago? And he just left it at that. He didn't okay. go any further. Now, lo and behold, in about maybe seven or eight years later, I was in sixth or seventh class in the primary school. And next thing, a knock came at the door. My father wanted me to come down to meet this man who asked for me because... He introduced himself then as Brendan Behan. And he says, you gave me, he says, a lift here uh, some years ago. You gave me a pint, he says, when I hadn't a penny. And he says, where's the little fellow that was standing in the back seat of the car? Well, that was you. That was me. So I came down anyway. At this stage, I would have been about 11 or so. And uh, he was standing at the corner of the, the, the counter and... 
you know, I looked at him and he looked like a big man, you know, and probably because I was smallish enough mm-hmm. at the time, shook my hand and proceeded to give me a half a crown, which was an enormous amount wow. of money, I can tell you, for a young fellow at that stage. Uh, he was very, very well dressed. He was chauffeur-driven, if you don't mind. Oh, he was on his way to Connemara or to the Iron Islands to learn Irish. And my abiding memory of him is, you know, a fun-loving, because my dad was a very humorous person as well, and it so happened that uh, the local parish priest was there at the time, sitting in the chair. He was fond of a little tipple now and again, and he also was a very much of a fun-loving person. So when the three of them got together, I mean, all I can remember is just the laughter, the laughter, the laughter. And the kindness of Brendan towards me, uh, you know, was, 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 something, was something very unusual. You know, when you'd, he, he, he was a very generous person anyway, as it turned out, but uh, it was a privilege. And then he used to call regularly to us after that, and he was, you know, he enjoyed the banter, mm-hmm. and he enjoyed the fun, and he enjoyed everything, you know, the whole idea... Okay. Uh, of being in the pub and like you know he he wasn't a drink he didn't seem like as if he was in for the drink or anything I think it was more for the fun he came in more than anything well said good good memory Tony Sadar Tony is well known was well known still is I'm sure as a a hypnotist and hypnotist tell us I know you are alive and well tell us your memory of Brendan Behan my fantastic memories, Joe, because it goes back with me into Herbert Lane. I had a, a stores in Herbert Lane, and right beside Herbert Lane, where I was, you had the Pike Theatre, which had been started up by Alan Simpson. And Brendan gave some of his world premieres. For, I think the Queer Fellow was done there, and I got to know him quite well. I found him a terrific character, and I mean character, uh, like a so many stories about him because all around that area you know if you take it you had Baggett Street and you had all that area and uh, Mooney's Pub was a great centre for everyone and I'd go in for a lunch and there you'd have Paddy Cabinet surrounded by people from all over the world writing down on their books whatever he was going to say to them but Brendan uh, I always remember one thing that happened Uh, it was before I had married Margie and Margie has since passed away unfortunately Mm -hmm after 60 years of a great marriage. But uh, I remember I'm standing in the queue. I wanted to get some, some money out of the bank. I was going to take Margie out that night for a meal. And I'm standing, and next thing I see, it was a lovely sunny day, coming down Baggett Street, beautifully dressed, not shabby now, okay. beautifully dressed, nice slacks, and oh, he, he looked so well. And he came down, he stood towards the front of the queue, and he turned round and he said, Good morning. And nobody answered. I said, good morning. And I said, "Ah, good morning, Mr. Bean. Ah, he said, one of you are alive anyway, he said. So the bank opened up and in we went. And we all went to our little different places. And he went to the top counter and I heard him say, he called out to some guy for service. And he said, I want to transfer. Now, I don't know if he was having him on or not. I want to transfer 15,000 pounds from a bank in Killarney up to uh, this bank here. And the guy said, oh, hold on, Mr. Bean. I'll get you the manager. You'll be in a couple of minutes. So we're all getting served. And I'm watching because quite in awe of the man. And I'm looking, and there's nobody coming out to serve him. Next thing I hear, bang, bang, bang onto the counter. And with that, the guy comes back, oh, shh, Mr. Bean, oh, now quiet now, he'll be out in a minute. Right. Look, he said, and he, he looked around at us all, he said, you know something, he said, if you want any action in these places, you have to use a Tommy. Oh, good now, luck. A Tommy, a Tommy gun. That's what he was talking about. Of course it was. Of course it was. He was handling a Tommy gun when he was 14, 15, for that sake. Correct. Amazing fellow. And then the next time I met him was in Bray. That's my hometown, Bray in County Wicklow. And he's coming up to town. And he did look, now this day, he looked a bit disheveled. He didn't seem to be informed. And I stopped and I said, hiya, Brendan. And he looks at me. And funny enough, he remembered the name. He said, Tony. I said, Yeah. I said, how are you? He said, I'm not in good form. He said, I want to get out of this town as quick as I can. And I said, what's wrong with you? He said, I haven't a bob left after those so-and-sos down in the courthouse. And I said, what's what's happened to you? Oh, he said, I was in. He said, I was fined, he says, for being drunk. 
He oh, said, find 30 shillings. That was one pound. A lot shillings. of money, yeah, yeah. And he said, okay. will you find me a pint? I said, right, okay, I'll have a pint with you. And we went across to oh, the place a, there. That's the a lovely... is long that's gone, but it was Duff's in Bray. That's a, that's and, a lovely way to finish it. Buy, buy, will you buy me a pint? And of course, because Brandon bought many a pint in his day. Tony, he, thanks. He did, and, thanks did. indeed. I want to, I, before we finish today, the, the passing of the former Minister of Education, Lee Brown, I cannot go unmentioned on uh, Liveline. Tina Dermody, thank you so much for contacting us. Tina, uh, Neil Brannock, Minister for Education, who abolished third-level fees, which was an incredible gesture, an incredible decision, um, uh, psychologically for people uh, from where I'm from. Uh, and oh, well, I was from Grimness, so yeah, I know. Yeah, so well, tell us, Neve was buried today. She was buried today, and I'm a bit worried, not, not worried, but I feel that now there was lovely tributes to her from the President and everyone yeah. and RIP. But a lot of people might know, and a lot of people might know exactly what she's done for this country. She, she instigated the debt program. She managed to get transition year in all the schools. And, of mm. course, the free education or the tuition fees in, in college. Yeah. Like all my family and all their friends... They've all become PhDs and this, brilliant, that, and the other. Brilliant, brilliant. Out of, I, mean, I never thought in the 50s that anyone I knew in my family would go to college. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and even and psychologically, I thought it was an incredible. And by the way, it was opposed by a lot of people at the time. Uh, but a lot of people who were, who opposed it uh, had their children already in third level and wouldn't, yeah, and wouldn't you know would what, never Joe? would They're never have to worry. Back but, at the moment, yeah. again, there's fees coming in, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think that there should be an uproar. But that doesn't matter. I want to pay tribute to okay, the woman. Well said. And I, there mightn't be a statue to her, but look at the legacy left. Okay, well She's said. She's an inspiration to all politicians. Okay, well said, Tina Dermody, and uh, the condolences to Tom and Kleena and Macdara. Uh, Nadine Maloney, producer, Ray Darcy's next. 815 stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie. 